That's life. That's life. That's what all the people say. You're riding high in April, shot down in May. But I know I'm gonna change that tune. When I'm back on top, back on top in June. Good afternoon, y'all. Today I had the opportunity to talk to my good friend, Alejandro Adon. I hope you all enjoy. We, um, oh, let me turn this on airplane mode. Um, we, uh, went to the lake, Safari Park. Dude, the lake was fun, man. What did y'all do? Like, where y'all usually go? Yeah. It was just nice and not many boats, so it wasn't too choppy. Um, just laid out all day in the double float tube. Yeah. And then hooked up the the ratchet strap with so, the hook on it. Oh, for the... You remember how I did that last time? No. So you have the double tubes and then not the, not the ratchet, but the strap, the long yeah, strap. Yeah. Get that and then tie that to the tube with a rope rope from the tube to the tube rope and then tie the strap and it goes like this make mm -hmm. sense mm -hmm. and then it has the hook on the end so i just look at the rocks like under the rocks right there and then just find a place to jab it in oh now i remember what you're talking about mm -hmm. the anchor yeah the anchor the anchoring thing i got you now and then just sit out there man oh it was nice and then brought a life jacket so it was just floating in the water with a life jacket on <laughs> Dang. Oh, it was a good time went to the safari park Dude, went to San Antonio Riverwalk. Oh, then, yeah. Y'all did go that night? Yeah. Oh. Did I not call you? You told me you were going or something. Yeah. But, I mean. Damn. Um, and then we rode those bird scooters. You ever ridden one of those? That was the first time I've ever rode one. You know which one I'm talking about? Talking about? Talking about? The little. The scooters that you ride Uber through. Uber like, thing, right? They're called Uber. Or there's a bunch of different ones. Yeah, like Bird. Yeah. Uh, there was another one. What was the other names? Yeah, I've only done it once in Austin. Bird Lime, I think Lime was another name. There was a lot of different companies. Yeah. But they're fun and Dude, they go you know how that fast. system works, right? How like it like it's like self running, like people get paid to charge them. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like people pick them up and uh huh. I thought that's cool. Like they just get these since I don't know how or who's making I guess the company that puts them out to put it. Interesting. Yeah. I wonder what they I wonder what if they have people to work on them. Like if you live in downtown and you have a storage unit, just turn that into a little shop, moped shop. Have yeah, some like, tools in there. Yeah, I guess they make them to where they like. Because I mean, have you ever seen a broken one? Or, I guess they get picked up. And yeah, they get picked up, but they're fun. Have you? Oh, dude, they're, they're fast. Quick, yeah. And dangerous. Then, you can do some yeah. bad stuff on them. Yeah. And there's we were jumping and we were. I was going on like a you know like where there's the curb and then the walkway to walk up the up. Mm -hmm. So it dips down. Going down this and just hitting and trying to get like maybe like <laughs> this much air. And then like no suspension. Four it's inches, like yeah. Solid wheel. And then slam on the brake. Four inches is a lot, huh? Probably like. Yeah, those. Slam on the brake and then skids. <laughs> Dude, those are sweet. Yeah. Safari Park was cool. You've been, right? The. Natural Bridge Cavern. Natural Bridge Cavern, yeah. Y'all go to the. You've, ever, you've been into the cave, right? One time. You didn't like it? 
I mean, it's cool, but I feel like after you walk through it for like, it probably wasn't as enjoyable because it was so hot and humid down there that we're just yeah. drenched in sweat. And it's, it's funny, I haven't been in years, but we used to go a lot when we were kids, like around here for, we did a lot of field trips and stuff, and there's kids, and like, I feel like when you're a kid at that age, you don't really get to like appreciate that first. So you see it so many times and you're like, no, you're supposed to be there, but like to think about like someone discovering that place without it being like yeah you know what i mean like that would have been crazy yeah but when you feel like if you go at an older age and you've never been there you like would get that like thing like imagine if this was just like more understanding of what you're actually yeah walking through yeah dude it's because i've seen caves like i found caves on my own like in mexico and stuff and it's like nothing compared to that Uh it's still cool to think like you know there's only been a handful of people ever in this little spot or it used to be like back in time back in time yeah like because it's literally in the middle of nowhere like nobody mm-hmm. literally you can count on like two hands how many people have probably seen it in this lifetime or whatever um but seen that one yeah like on this property like it's like where my grandpa's ranch is in mexico oh i thought you're talking about this one here no 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 oh how big is the cave on your grandpa's ranch it's not there's like a bunch of little ones there's like a bunch of these little like, but like like this room like at yeah. least that oh, big yeah for sure yeah? yeah and you've explored a lot of them but they don't go like you can't really get to anything it's like there's like wall like rocks that have like blocked so it's like so you don't really bother so then how do you know the cave is there because you're in a cave you're like you're in part of it and you can you know it gets bigger Oh. Like there's a piece of it of the property and it's like on a hill which you would never assume to find like it's like solid rock out there and there's like canyons and there's just like these rolling hills kind of like how you get out here and there's this one cave that it's like a hole like three feet by like four feet just random hole at the top like at, almost at the very top and it goes down and it's just like this huge bowl like bowl area and then there's a little tunnel cave that goes in the back a little bit but then it dead ends doesn't go to anything but you can see like there's spots where it's like you can still see darkness back there like if you were to be able to move this huge boulder that fell like where it collapsed it would be uh i see what you're saying you know what i'm saying like, yeah it, it could go further but like you just how big are the boulders let's go move them bitches i mean you could but it'd be dude it's crazy to think like you start getting like a jackhammer i don't know how you like excavate stuff like that because then it would just all come crumbling down on you. Oh, shit. And yeah. Dude, when I say it's in the middle of nowhere, I mean, it's... You're in the middle of nowhere. How far out? Like, the last town that has, like, any type of, like, running water civilization is, like... Like, two and a half, maybe three hours down, like, a, just, like, a little, like, dirt road. Oh, shit. Yeah, that you can only go, like, 15 miles an hour on. And then like, it gets landlocked out there. There's a huge river that if it floods or anything, like you can't get out for a couple of days. How many of those caves have you explored? Just the ones that I've been able to find. My grandpa knows of a, like a few that, and they go and they dig, do like this one dude dug out probably like 1,500 arrowheads in one spot. No way. Yeah, it was like a, what do they call them? Like arrowhead cache, cache uh-huh. or whatever. They, I forget how they say it. But it's like a bank, basically. A just perfect, like, stockpile. And you just go... And, like, javelinas basically take over these little caves. They're like these little overbank things that... Like the cliff, kind of... And you can see they're covered in smoke. And you don't... We don't really... Like, you don't see drawings or anything, but... 
you can tell like there was fires burnt on there for a long time. And then it's like filled up with dirt from javelinas. You can see like that's where they take shelter. And you go and dig in there, dude. It was just like five minutes, like sift with a little. Squirt. You ever found any down there? What? Arrowheads. Oh, yeah. A lot. Like the ranch hands find them, like they have like just a pile of them in the corner of their little hut, broken pieces, and they don't like. Dude, maybe there's some Indians still living down there. Possible, dude. I even heard of my my grandpa told me about this, and like he, he's never he's not really big into arrowheads or anything, but he's seen one of his ranch hands has found a an arrow with like it, it had like the the point on it still, and it was just like a stick, like old. Oh, so the actual arrow. arrow yeah. Holy it had, like, shit! Like binding, like this like straw stuff. Uh-huh. Like, straw, like a string where like where the feathers would be, but there weren't feathers on it. But it was. Pretty legit. I never got to see it, but he told me about it, and, and it's only been what like hundred years, maybe like couple, like. Since. Yeah. Maybe not even. Because my grandpa talks about him like remember seeing like Indians still in his hometown of Mexico, like when he was a little kid, like kind of grew up. And there's. Did I say not even to a hundred years? How long has it been? Since we had like uh, Texas Rangers, like when did they come around? Can you Google it on your phone? That'll be at least 100 years. Please. I can't on mine because we're... What? It's not that long ago. Like, So what are you asking? When were the Texas Rangers... When were the Texas Rangers around? The 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 actual, like, cowboy rangers. Yeah, you know yeah, what I'm no, talking about? I guess they came around in the 1800s, 1850. Okay, so... But they probably... I mean, you're asking... Maybe if they came around that time, it's probably about 170 years. Yeah. 170 years. 170. You know, man, it's a long time. But if you think about it, it's only... It's about I'm trying to put it in terms of like Like humans How many humans in a family would be alive in in that time 170 years So if you go back 100 say Maybe some people have their Maybe not in the hundreds I wonder if there's anybody like, if I know anybody connected to friends or something. You're saying you don't know anybody of the age of 100, at least? I wonder. I wonder if I know somebody who's oh, 100. Yeah. Like, my my great-grandma just passed away, like, three years ago. She was 107. And hit her sister just recently passed away. A younger sister. She was, like, 102. And to think, like, how, like, the changes they've seen, like, gotten to live up until now. Yeah. In 100 years has got to be... Insane. Insane. And, like, you said it was your your grandma? It's my dad. Like, your my dad's grandma? grandma. It's on my dad's side. It's your great-grandma. My great-grandma, yeah. So, so, her grandma was probably around when the Rangers, the oh, Texas... Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's pretty nuts. Because I would say it's about 30 years or four... Between, between 20 and, like... 
35 years on average, I would guess, between each new generation. So like, I don't know, just from what I've seen, humans create new humans on average between at age 20 and 35. I'm just throwing that out there, yeah. right? So that's the age gap. You go 170 years. That's like eight humans ago or something. Is that right? 170 times, say, like 25. Mean, right? like, yeah. yeah. About 175. Yeah. Eight humans. Does you're that make saying, sense? You're saying 20 to 30 years per... Does that make sense? Kind of. Like, humans seem to what we see it's a common trend that humans make new humans every 20 to 35 years in your life so like you grow up and when you get to between 20 and 35 is when you have kids yeah okay i get that then they're gonna grow up and then between 20 and 35 they're gonna have kids make sense i would say that's about the average so so it's a 25 ish year jump when a new human is born in that lineage does that make sense yeah I get you. so so when i say that 170 you do 25 yeah. that would be seven humans in that chain that's kind of a lot of humans but but 170 years isn't that long ago it doesn't you know what i'm saying yeah if you really stretch it out to think yeah how but then you think about that seven that's humans so like yeah. that's kind of a lot of humans but then four humans are alive at one time you know Grandma or great grandma, grandma, mom, and then you. So you had great grandma. Mm -hmm. Was um, Scarlet born then? When she was alive? Uh, no, I don't know. How long ago did she die? Yeah, no, that was. Years ago? Yeah, three years ago. Yeah, Dang. Have you ever seen like people who take pictures and it's like five of them and I'm like, God damn. I'm trying to think of who else. Yeah, like on my dad's side of the family, there's so many of us. How many siblings? How many siblings your dad have? Eight. Oh shit! My eight. dad's got seven. Eight, yeah. Pretty sure it's eight. I know one passed away when there when he was really young. It might be seven. It was a total of eight. It's so seven right now. You know it was, dude. Back then, Mexican families don't have no ACs, no TV. So they're cold. They got nothing to do. Yeah. You know? Mm -hmm. These are big families, bro. It's Mexican people. Big families. Yeah. I guess it, a lot of it was like the, like for my dad, I guess, like the labor part of it. Like there was so much stuff that my grandpa needed done. Like you literally building like a little army. Like, wow. And they had so many like back to back. Like they're all pretty close to the same age. Yeah. Humans are crazy, bro. Yeah, like to think like we like each like you say generation, it's like that number becomes smaller and smaller of what a basic back then, but like eight kids was normal. Yeah. You know I mean? Uh huh. Because just like oh, that's another kid that helped me out in a couple of years. That's another hand. Like that's another hand. Like that's how I would imagine. Because back then it was like everything was hard work and like we needed. Wow. Now you put it into the that perspective because my mom's side that she has seven six. I think six siblings. Let me see. One. One, two, three, four, five. 
seven siblings that are alive, and then she had a brother who died. So it was eight of them. It's, fuck, dude. And now people having one, two kids, and that's yeah, it, like, done. Only like that'd be crazy to think like back then, if someone having just an only child, like just to have a child. I mm-hmm. guess. I guess that's what it was. Like it has to be. I feel like the need to. Like when you're out, this is I'm talking like you know, the Western days I guess like old timer. Yeah. Where you're in the middle of nowhere, like hundreds of acres or thousands of acres to yeah. yourself, and so yeah, you just make because like my dad's dad, my grandpa, would take them all up to like Montana. Like my, my dad grew up like working fields. My dad worked fields too. So like that's, and my grandpa makes literally money. He's making money off of each of his kids, and uh-huh. that's how they all contribute to. Living a life, I guess. You're basically me in another life, dude. <laughs> Same dad story. Yeah. Your mustache is fucking tremendous, by the <laughs> way, dude. It looks so good. Thank you. <laughs> Trish me out how it get, it's red. Like, I don't get it. have red parts in it? Sometimes I get that in my beard. Like, in the sun, when you look at it, it looks like scarlet hair. I wonder if it's because of the sun. It's gotta be. I don't know. Yeah, because like, I look at my arm hair. My arm hair gets burnt, and it's like looks red. But mm. my brother's the same way. His facial hair grows red. Does he have a beard? No, I mean, he can't grow a beard, but he's got a mustache. And it's okay, red. like yours? No, his is like way fuller. And really? Yeah. The handlebars? Mm-mm. I can see your brother doing the handlebar stash. It's just like brushed, like okay. kind of combed. He doesn't like style it or anything. But and he's a firefighter. Yeah. <sighs> That's like the only thing they can have. <laughs> so... Yeah, maybe. I think he, I'm pretty sure he can grow a beard. Like, beards aren't very, like, prominent in our family, I guess. Like, full mm-hmm. beards, so. But everybody, like, all the men in my dad's side of the family have mustaches. Oh, like, man. Fat ones. Like, <laughs> you know. So, what were we talking about when you were talking about the crate? Oh, yeah, dude. The door on your. Okay. So, just looking at it, like, you know how you have that big door that folds up? It's got the yeah. struts. Uh-huh, the struts, uh-huh. Like, if you were to, like, it would just make the the lid thicker, but if you made that, like, a secondary table, so you can just, like, halfway crack the thing open, slide this, like, thing that's, like, doubled, and it's just, like, a, like a second table behind you while you have that first table in front of you. So if you were to just, like, add a second board underneath okay. that lid. Um, okay. You know what I mean? And is the lid still going to come up? It could still come up, yeah, and the drawers, your table's going to be in there. It's just, you'll see, like, the railing. But if you wanted to, like, have that table, you just kind of open it, crack it open, pull the table out. I'm confused. Okay, so so show me with your hands. So, so like, you, this is your lid. Yeah, right? so, so you pop door, the lid up. up. Okay. And then there's, like, a, a secondary piece of plywood, like, uh-huh. sandwiched against okay. this. So you can, like, pick it up a little, just pull this out. And the door will stay down shut, and then you have like just a whole oh. secondary kind of a table thing. Yeah, I see what you're saying. You know? Yeah. Because I'm pretty sure all it needs is the strength of the railing, right? To like. Well, then I wouldn't even need to lift it up. I just pop that front little thing down. Oh, yeah, yeah. And then just pull it out. Yeah, a little door opens there. So, yeah. So, yeah, yeah, you just pull that thing out. Does that make sense? Yeah, it makes sense. But how do I, how do I, how do I have it slide out? You just mount like the same way you do a cabinet or not cabinet like your drawers. Drawer slides? Yeah. But it's just gonna be one piece of plywood. 
or wood or whatever you use. Yeah, but how do I map the drawer slides? To the lid of your that lid. Because okay. how, how do those get mounted? They get mounted on the side so that the wheels are like this and they're going like this. So you're thinking about mounting it like this so that it slides out like this. Yeah. But I don't think it's gonna be as strong because when the metal is inside the metal like this, mm -hmm. so it's like it's a it's a bracket, right? You're looking at me? And then this metal slides into this bracket. Yeah. So then when you're pushing it down, it's pushing on this. Yeah. But I if you had it mounted like this and there's any weight, this side of that bracket's open so the thing could pop out. Do you understand what I'm saying? Yeah. So I get what you're saying. You can mount it like that and it just slides out and then have the uh, mounts mounted like this instead of on the sides like this. So that's the only problem. But you could essentially, you just make an edge on the side to like your false side. It's going to just make it that much thicker but you can mount some type of like angle. If you were to just screw angle iron to it and you'll have your side walls. Oh, I see what you're saying. And then you can mount your rails like how they would be on the side. And then you're just pl your plate or your table, whatever, just slides in there. Yeah, I get you. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. The only thing that's going to do is just make that lid. You're going to lose that space. But I'm probably going to lose about three inches. You think? Yeah. The rails and all that? The rails, dude, the rails are probably like this. So maybe you lose this much. The rail is probably about that thick. Yeah. So you'd lose that much. I mean, it's it's doable, and it sounds like a dope idea. I like it, honestly. So it would just be a big-ass table, basically. Yeah, and like how you have the person set up, where you, or where your little... I'm sorry, I forgot about this. Where your thing is, your kitchen. Uh-huh. And I, I think you would have enough space, like, basically, you could be in there and turn around and have, like, another countertop, basically. Nah, there's no way. You know what I mean? Because the right side table's like this, this other table would be like this, and I would be right in between. But nah, the space in between with them would be like this big. Yeah. The only other thing you can do is make that lid like a folding lid. Like those beds that, and it hinges on itself. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? You just fold it out. I just don't know if you'd have the clearance with your yeah. thing. Uh -huh. That would just double whatever length that is in there. Yeah, I see what you're saying. If you just wanted more like... More table and stuff. Table space, I guess. Yeah. But yeah, that was just an idea when I saw it. I was like, that'd be cool. Because I've seen a lot of stuff like that. People like build beds and they like... Yeah. Just having a creative mind with drawers and stuff. So tell me about this table you want to build. Is it? Have you seen the ones where they, they pour the epoxy and they pour like blue first so that it looks like the river? Dude, so you I've watched so many videos already. Really? Yeah. Like... There's ones that I want to make that's like a, like they call them river runs, I think, that where you do the two slabs on the outside and then it's got the epoxy runners uh -huh. in the middle, looks like a river, and they have like an island one where you get like just a random chunk of like weird wood and that slab and you kind of set it in the center and you build like a little mold frame box, what's basically going to be the, the shape. One single wood slab in the center or two of them? No, like you can do one. I saw this guy just do one, like you can kind of place it on a template and see how you want it to sit and then you cut it to size to fit so like the outside essentially is going to be like the epoxy uh -huh. frame of it in the middle it's going to be a like floating table basically yeah kind of yeah you can make it I mean clear. sorry not a floating table a floating slab of wood yeah. and it won't look like because most people do them on the sides with the live edge and yeah 
But that's like you can do a million different things. Like you can put anything in the table. Like I've seen people put like nice river rock, like big stones, all like, and the slabs have like this beveling. Uh huh. And then they do like a clear epoxy and it looks like water, basically. It just looks like stone in there. Like, but it's like basically making glass is like what you're doing. Uh huh. But it's a lot of like sanding and prepping and like the work, the wood finish part is like what I'd be learning. Like that's what I want to learn because it's I don't know anything about that. How much do those tables go for? Like an epoxy table, like a like nice that? dining, like a table, like to sit at. Like maybe, maybe not that big. Like maybe like a size of a coffee table, like this one, like, like a, this. one that's done right. Like you can get like a grand for it. Like that's sounds about right. Yeah, depending on how much work you're doing to it, like what all like crazy. That drawer took me probably if I were to add up the hours straight, probably like sixteen hours. It's a long time, I so feel like. it's like two days? Two days of work? No, way more than that. Not way more than that. But, like, you got to think of it like two days of, like, waking up at five, or not five, at, like, eight, and working till five, like. No, nah, I was working till, like, two I would. eight-hour days. I would start at, like, one or two, and then I would work till, like, 10, 30, 11 p.m. Yeah. I was out there till one thirty one morning. Yeah. But it's kind of, like, relaxing, you know? Like you're out there just working on a project. Oh, dude, I bet like that's to have that time to like just put all that energy into one thing is you can. That's how you make really good. You have the time to yeah. Do go the extra mile and dude, I I took it back off and cut it so and like sand it down, cut it, sand it down, cut it because I think my my blade on my uh, hand saw, my circular saw. Mm -hmm. Is getting dull, so I'm like, and it's like going left and right. Yeah, like you can tell when the, if the wood's like, yeah, it's burnt. not cutting clean too. If it gets like blackish or brown on the edge, it's kind of like it's getting hot. So what? What? Uh, uh current projects are you working on? Mm, I'm doing a little, not really little. I guess it's like a fence for this lady that I did already the sides but she wanted something fancy like in the front and doing that one and then Murray I've been working with Murray doing the rainwater yeah collection stuff that stuff's pretty cool figuring all that like that's learning something else it's like it's nice doing like I get complacent with stuff or just like bored of doing the same thing that I already know how to do and then yeah getting able to do something different is kind of Refreshing. Yeah, refreshing, I guess, or you just kind of have to, like, pay attention. And I just hate the idea of, what's the word I'm looking for, like, being stuck doing, like, in an assembly line type of thing. Mm -hmm. Like, that, I was always afraid mm -hmm. of that, like, work-wise, like, getting a job where you're just, like, same shit. You're a robot. Yeah. So when are you going to start this table, the epoxy table? Um... I need to find a slab first or just a piece of wood. I want to start with something small like she gave me a good idea with coasters. Learning the epoxy because the epoxy stuff's super expensive. Mm, like, you don't want to waste it on yeah, a big project. I don't wanna, That's like, smart. Spend all this money on a freaking super badass slab. And, yeah. And I can do it with like any kind of wood. Like, yeah. It's fine. You can make a I saw, seen people do like those charcuterie boards or whatever. Charcuterie board? Charcuterie board. Yeah. And. Learning because like the epoxies and the dyes and stuff like it's all, and you gotta have it down to like a science and for it to come out right and yeah strong and mm -hmm. so it's like a basically a chemical thing that you're 
making compound that. Have you bought it? I don't know. I just, dude, I just kind of got into it. Like, I wanted to do this. I forgot. What, oh, I went to. I don't know if you've seen that place, uh, Forged Imports of a 281. Forged Imports. Before you get to 1863. Yep. It's got all the antique stuff outside, and, or just like house decorating stuff. Wait, before you get to 1863? Yeah, come in north. On 281. There's like oh, a, yes, yes, yes. There's that, like uh-huh. seafood place. Yep. You pass that, and it's yep. like right after that. Mm-hmm. There's like a place that sells sand. But we know that lady there, and my dad was helping her do something. Um, build something or whatever. She had a table there. Like, it was a live... It was like a chunk of wood. It looked like a huge disc out of a... So it was like a little coffee table. And super simple. Like, the woodwork wasn't, like, done, like, crazy. Like, it wasn't this mm-hmm. like crazy project. And it had this little bit of epoxy dye in it, like, turquoise in it. Very small amount. And it was like $800, this little table. And it had this cheesy, like, little leg frame thing that I guess they built or something and I was like that opened my eyes I was like wow like you can really take a little bit of time and just and she has and she was saying like if you build stuff you can sell it here like so uh. it'd be a place for me to like build something and just see how it sells and like that'd be the place to put it because people go in there looking for that yeah I went, you know what I mean it's kind of hard like how long that table been on the floor for you ask her yeah <laughs> mm. uh. Uh, but they've been in there and <laughs> yeah, dude, for real. Three three years later. <laughs> yeah. You should start though with something small like that, with a yeah. table like that. Little, I saw a little thing, it's like little coasters and you can do yeah. eyes and so I'm gonna try that and then probably gonna make something for this, like not you know, like You I built this one. No no no. But just something this size, like that place. The only thing too with it, it's like it takes a long time. Like you can't knock a table out. And you didn't build this. Mm-mm. Where'd you guys get this? I don't know. Sugar had it. Cause you could build this easy. Cause I'm like I'm like thinking if she bought it, I'm thinking like damn somebody sold it and like in the space like that wood's not even painted like right here. Oh yeah, I know. In there. Yeah, it's like stained and yeah, they didn't glue it together. Like it's not like yeah. Like I watch these videos and like the crazy steps and steps that it takes to make it. I mean, like legit nice, and it's like that's where you're getting thousands and thousands of dollars out of it. Mm. Like easy, like three or four grand for a big live piece of slab, and then you can get into like, dude, I was I saw this website that's that sells the slabs, and it has a bunch of pictures of these like, oh, where did I say they're from? Some other country, but you can just see these dudes in like the forest, and they're like have the markings on these slabs, and they're like. Like four feet, five feet tall from like the window to like that arch, like slab of wood, like this thick. And this is beautiful. Like, just you could tell this is like a tree trunk, like sliced. Uh huh. And they just mill them down. And they're probably, they probably sell those slabs for like, like a thousand dollars easy. But what, what are they doing with the slab? What are those slabs used for? Whatever people are buying for want to do with them like those guys are just straight up like yeah just the ones who are cutting them down yeah and they but like that big of a slab no but you can make like oh a lot of smaller shit yeah 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 fifteen hundred dollar tables out of them Mm -hmm. or one giant like twenty thousand dollar table you know what I mean something for a big office I've seen some pictures of like dude holy shit but it's also a lot of money to like invest in 
So it's almost like you have to like have a client already, uh-huh. or else you're kind of just gambling mm-hmm. when you're doing something that big. If that makes sense. Yeah. But, I mean, there's a lot of companies I've already seen that are in the business of it, and you'd think like that much competition, but people still. Yeah. So always buying stuff, houses. And Epoxy, that stuff is like JB Weld, right? Similar. You know when you get JB Weld and you squeeze the tube out and it's the two chemicals that come out mm-hmm. and then you mix them together? Basically, yeah. It's like what it's doing. It's like you're making a an adhesive that's going to be like... And I guess that's what you do with this. You pour it like super... Not liquidy, but it's like gel. It's almost self-leveling too, right? Yes, yeah, definitely self-leveling. Like you you basically pour it in a, a casting uh-huh. is what you do. Like you build this little box like however thick you're going to... How are you going to build that box? Do you, can you just use plywood? Yeah, you can use... There's this wood that you... I think it's like cabinet wood or some some kind of wood that's got like a real smooth finish. And you just build a tiny little box and then you seal it. Uh-huh. Seal it with, cool, like, with like caulking or whatever mm-hmm. on the edge so it doesn't leak out. And then you place your wood in there. Clamp it down like so it doesn't float when you pour the epoxy. You clamp the... Wood down to like the table or in the box. Uh-huh. Like your piece of slab, whatever you're gonna put in there. But okay, so I'm sorry. So you're gonna have plywood, plywood on the sides, hold the yeah. side, and then the bottom there's gonna be another piece of wood. Yeah, the and sides then, and the bottom is like like a box, but basically without like, the lid. Without the lid, just a little shallow. Uh-huh. And it's then you put some waxing in it, clean it so the silicone or, whatever, or not silicone, it's the epoxy doesn't stick to it. Uh huh. And it takes like. Several days to cure before you can like the epoxy. Yeah, and you can go move it and like as it's curing. To really, get, to get those like crazy swirls in it. Whoa! Yeah, and it like just slowly like cures like, and you go back like every thirty minutes an hour and you can like move it because it'll settle. Like you put crazy flakes in it or whatever to make it like. Yeah. But. And then and then after it's done, dries. Then you start sanding it down, and then you wipe it with like a polish, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. you sand Dude. the crap out of it, and like level it back out. People take it to like a. It's another thing I want to find is a place I can. What do they call it? Uh, a lathe. No, it's like a. Basically, like a router that just like CN. It's like a CN, CNC mill. CNC mill that like. Mm-hmm. They mill it down basically to get. Yeah. You know, it's so like a drill level. And, and there's something else that they run it through a planer planer so a planer that like it's just like one of those things that just zips it through and it just what, it down. what is a planer oh okay like, it's a, like sander. a sander it's like a giant sander uh-huh. sanding belt a big belt yeah levels it like sands it level perfect yeah wow we're pretty close and then I think the CNC gets it perfect and then you go back and like hand sand it like get all the lines out any imperfections but you wouldn't take it somewhere would you do that or would you just do it all yourself I mean depending on how like I don't know like that's the thing like how big probably if it's a huge piece like save you time you can do it with just a sander and just but it's gonna take you hours days like <laughs> days six days later yeah sanding it down yeah cause this stuff's like it's hardwood but it's not gonna be wood though. It's gonna be all epoxy, right? It'll be a wood too. Have wood in it. Yeah, but you're not gonna sand down to the wood. Yeah, the whole wood's exposed. It's just the epoxy part isn't. Wait. Yeah. 
I'm confused. I thought the wood is going to sit inside the epoxy table. No, dude. It's like you fill it like... So when you have a piece of log okay, or something, like even like that, like if you were to cut it, it's going to have an edge and stuff. And like when you do like the river thing, like I'm saying, the that epoxy that gets poured in the middle is literally the level of the wood. Like you don't... You're not putting the whole wood into like a gel case oh okay you know what i mean so you you pour it up until that gets to the yeah like the because the, the level of the wood and yeah, then you stop yeah i see and then you sand it down so it's level with the wood with and then you put what do you put on the wood do you put like a little clear coat yeah, on there put that like oil stuff uh-huh it like yeah i know exactly shit. what you're talking about and you can polish the the epoxy part like if you want to make it see-through or just shiny they even make it glow in the dark. Like you can make it glow in the dark. When are you gonna start this? Soon. I need to find a, like just a piece of little. Let's go find slab. you a slab. Yeah, I want to go to that guy on two eighty one that he has like a. Is the there's like an old oh, coffee I've, shop. I've. It's like a little in the more right across the street from where I'm talking about. Yeah. On the other side of the highway. Uh huh. That forged imports place. This guy like has. Basically, just cut slabs of trees out you can go buy them I just never right there next to the sand and, and mulch place across the street yeah no right next door I think Mm-mm. across from that little alien so like if you're coming into town if you're coming right. from San Antonio and you're coming up no you're coming from Spring Branch into San Antonio it's on the right like if you're going into town and it's right before that huge fireworks stand thing they built dude there's an there's another one on the left. What is it? I think it's over there near that um, pizza place in Whataburger. There's a place that sells wood slabs on 281. Like, like they're they're literally against the fence. All of them, you can see them. Yeah, right there where I'm talking about, right? Where the forged imports places. It's so okay. So, so say you're coming from Spring Branch and you get off of Bulverde Road. Just hear me out. Come over Spring Branch, get off of Bulverde. Or 1863, get okay, off. Yeah. But then you hop back on. Okay. There's an antique place on the right. Yeah. That's the one you're talking about? No. You keep driving down, yeah. and then on the left, on the other side, is the forged imports. Yeah. And that's where those wood slabs are that are... There's a place, I promise you, with wood slabs, like hanging on the fence, or it might be over it's there. on the other side. Like where you're looking at at that forged imports, it's literally to your right. You pass it on that side. It's right there. It's right across the street from that place. My head's gonna explode. It's dude. like a, just a shop building. Like it's not even a real building. Like it's just and there's like a little sea container coffee house thing there. Like a little drive through coffee stand. Yeah, I've seen that one. So it's right there where that coffee stand is. Literally right behind it, that's where all the huge slabs are. And he has those cabin little cabin houses. Yeah. Like, like made out of cedar. They're right there? Yeah. That's the guy I'm talking about. But he has a shop by Bill Miller's. Let's go drive over there. Yeah, I did the other day. We right now. <laughs> I need to know. For real, dude. I'll go, I'll go after I after I leave here. Because be, it's right down the street from my house. Yeah, and he has pieces everywhere. Like like, like trash pieces. And I was like, dude, that'd be... Like, you can dude, just it. buy one for like, I don't know. Yeah, I'm sure. hundred bucks? Just... Well, is it going to be more than that, you think? No, I mean, you can probably get a good... And you don't need honestly. You don't need the perfect slab right now. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah. Since you're learning, just start with something. Cause like that's what I was thinking for my box too. I used thick plywood, 
but it wasn't sanded, you know, like finished plywood. Yeah. Like there's still a roughness to the to the plywood. It's not like the the pressed plywood, but there's like a roughness to it. But if you buy like the right now, the prices are crazy. Like the sixty five dollar pieces, it's like you know sanded down nice, mm-hmm. perfectly straight. You you look at it and it's like <laughs> nice piece of plywood. It's weird, dude. I go to Home Depot. That shit turns me on. I get like a two by four. <laughs> And you know how you put the 2 by 4 down and you look to see if it's straight? Mm-hmm. And it's like a perfect piece. You're like, hell yeah. yeah. That's a nice piece of wood right yeah. there. Yeah, I found one the other day. My dad did a floor. He built like this old rustic flooring. And it's like a bunch of just sun-dried boards. Uh-huh. And it looks like a rustic flooring. And I picked one up because we were going to use it, but it was too short. And I was like, damn, like, of all the boards you had there, they're all crooked and, like, you know, warped, but they're kind of supposed to look like that. And this one was just like, an arrow dude an arrow I was like holy shit that's very cool you know arrows like wave when they go through the sky when oh, they yeah, go through. Like it's flash. crazy yeah there's something I was about to tell you right now oh um so okay I got a question you might know the answer so I was looking I, when I was driving into this neighborhood mm-hmm. I saw a house that was just the frame they're building mm-hmm. that I know that wood's treated right that wood's treated Mm-mm. no it's untreated yeah. So with a frame like that, what do they do when it rains? I mean, it's not. It gets. It's gonna get like dried out quick enough. It's not like it's not, treated wood is like what they put on the the base of the house around. That's like. Oh uh, okay. That can get like flooded. It doesn't rot. It's like green. Like treated wood's like a green. Uh huh. That's just like yellow pine, like regular schmegular wood. But there, that doesn't have any treated. I mean, I'm sure it's treated, like, somehow. Like, yeah, because you're not supposed to, like, burn that stuff. Like, uh-huh, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. But it's not, like, what you call treated lumber. Yeah, right? I know what you're talking about. The treated lumber is in the back, in the back of the store. The untreated lumber is usually in the front. In, like, a Home Depot? Yeah. No? I don't know about that. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, you go into this Home Depot right here? Yeah, maybe. The treated wood with, like, the big posts that are made for outdoors is always in the back. Yeah. They probably don't want, like... If you're looking for it, you gotta like mistakenly just grab that and like if you don't need it, I guess. The treated, yeah. Because yeah. it's ex- and they're heavy as fuck. Yeah, it's dude. like doused in this like. Yeah. And it's basically just resistant to like wet, like molt, like rotting and stuff like that, termites. And yeah. So yeah, to build a whole house out of treated lumber, like, be mm. a deal, I guess. But. And that shit's gonna be hefty, dude. Yeah. Very heavy. So you still doing any foundation work or no? Mm. Not really. How do you hand level that when you're pouring? So you get the big cement trucks. Mm-hmm. You pour the cement in. Mm-hmm. How long does it does it self level well or no? No, 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 no. Like you gotta. I mean, I guess it helps if it's a little liquidy, but like still, no. You gotta like you have like a transit machine that's checking. You have like level marked. Like you go around with the laser, right? And you mark it in like corners of the house with a nail. Kind of put a nail there, and that lets the finisher know what kind of somewhat what level the concrete's supposed to be right because the forms like could be sticking out a little bit you're not filling the concrete up to the form like so there's like this level line the whole top of the slab gets like whatever it needs four inches of concrete and then and you kind of the guy building the slab should do that and like mark it for him like you put it basically just a nail like a random nail and that kind of lets wait I'm confused so like on all the forms of a 
foundation right slab what are the forms what are those like the piece of it's basically just a piece of plywood with two by fours building a box that like holds up and then you brace it up and it makes the shell yes of, of, the, foundation. of the foundation yeah that's mm-hmm. a form okay what we call form or whatever and then you pour the yeah so on the inside you know how the bagging works like how they put the gravel and that makes the ditches and like because people look at it some people might look at a foundation and just think it's a giant block of concrete that's what i think when no, i see it yeah okay so explain it to me I mean, tell me about this so like you have depending on the house and how it's engineered or whatever like you have basically when you make the form there's like piles of a base that get brought in right and they do the they start bagging and like around the edge of the entire perimeter there's got to be whatever the engineer calls for like size of a ditch uh-huh. right and they start building these bags like you see in the army, like the military, like sandbags, sandbags, but they're making them like by hand. And they're basically going around this pile of dirt and they're like making it, and it's like they gotta get it up to the level. They're, so they're putting gravel into bags. It's basically like a piece of a rectangular piece of bagging poly. It's like a plastic bag. Okay. Set on the ground. Some guy shovels some dirt in it. They fold it over, throw uh-huh. some dirt on top, and it just looks like a little. Okay. So it makes it that little roll. Okay. You put another one, and you just kind of, they're making a stack like that, making a pad, and in the center, they just keep loading dirt, the base, right? And they're going around the pile of dirt, and they make like a block, basically. So those guys bagging have to know like how the, where the trenches go, and the ditches go in the center of the slab, like, does that make sense? Or a little bit. So when it gets poured, it's basically like concrete going into these ditches, Right. And then it gets filled up, and then at the top of it is only like four inches of concrete, like of what you're stepping on. Oh. Just underneath that is like a solid block, and they use base. And if you're doing a good, like doing it right, you water the hell out of that pad or base. Water seeps down, and you like you can compact it, and like any extra movement you can get or settling out of that before you pour. So if you pour on top of it while it's all loose and freshly bagged, then it starts to settle. And then you have a void in the concrete. It's not sitting on it. And that's how you have big foundation cracks and stuff. Interesting. And then there's rebar in there on top of yeah. that. And the rebar is also on top of that. It goes in between the base, like the pile of rock, whatever that they're putting, and the concrete. Very and even that is like important to make sure like the rebar is floating. You want it floating in the center where... So it gives it the strength. If like the rebar is just sitting on the base pad it's not really doing anything it's got to like sit in the middle mm. and in the beams the and the rebar goes down into the beams so you can think about the whole outer edge of a house foundation is a wall like that thick right so this is the outside where you're seeing okay and you go on the inside i'm just on the inside it's just like a big pile of base sandbag thing Huh. That's filling up the void, so you're not see. having to use so much. Yeah. So you're like essentially making a a rock block. Yeah, I get what you're saying. So the concrete doesn't, you know what I mean? It's and you're supposed to water the shit out of each one, so like it all settles and gets, and then you have, then you have to check your level, make sure that you don't have a bag or one of those blocks is too high where you're not going to get enough concrete. Mm. You know what I mean? And then you got to make sure you're not too low where it's. You think you're getting this much concrete, but you're getting more concrete, and then you're out of concrete. You're short concrete. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's not like the the dimensions 
and the uh, it's like literally like it's a game of centimeters. Yeah, like my dad can like after doing so many foundations can order and like you know waste a yard or two like. Like, because he already knows the numbers for yeah, how if you do everything right if you have the right guys like that are leaving the right and you take all those steps to make sure that the that your bags are not too low or too high you know what I mean mm -hmm. and watering it like interesting yeah so a slab like this for this house right here what does a slab for a house like this cost sure. $30,000 something yeah like it's it's pretty or a foundation yeah i mean it, yeah foundation wouldn't be like more than like 20 or 30 grand for a house like this more no like it wouldn't be more than that oh okay yeah i wonder how they build them in california they don't build but they have basement they have basements yeah there are houses with basements yeah yeah see and that's another crazy thing is like just living in a different spot in the u.s like process of building things is totally different like they they build them way different because of the earthquakes there yeah and like other places that have like different soil like we have rock here so it's like you can build on something solid yeah or something that's just like dirt or yeah and moves like, like holy shit dude my i did a podcast with my buddy brett and he worked he goes to school at a fuck i don't want to mess this up brett i'm sorry i think uh UC San Diego, I think. UC San Diego? Yeah, I'm pretty sure he's going to UC San Diego, I think. Uh, I don't know if you ever heard of it, but it's... Mm -hmm. University of California, San Diego. It's like a pretty prestigious school. And uh, he's studying like... Um, he's a, an engineer, but a, I think a structural engineer. And they have at this... At their school, they have this um, table that sits like this, and then and then there's little. From my understanding, the base idea is there's little beads, like say steel beads, like a bearing. Bearings, yeah, a bunch of them, right? Yeah. And then on top, there's another piece. So it's like foundation, bearings, bearings, foundation. So they're like on top of each other. Mm -hmm. And then what they do is they build structures on top of that. Does that make sense? And then they, they shake test it and it sways back and forth yeah. and the foundation moves. Jeez. And they build big ass structures. Like he tell, he's telling me like, this is like one of the only places where they have this technology and they build these huge ass structures and then they just shake the fuck out of it and they see if the foundation just sways and keeps it. It's interesting. But it's like skyscraper stuff, right? It's like they're, they, Yeah, they want to build like skyscrapers and have them be able to withstand. Yeah. I don't know if they built any with that. So is this just like a new technology? Type? I don't think it's new. I'm not sure. I don't remember. Because I know they make like how the skyscrapers are like to have supposed to withstand like wind so how do they do that can you well, explain see, no, that I don't know how they do that. Oh, okay. that's what I thought it would be like because I knew that they make it move in a way or allow it to move uh huh and that's it sounds crazy it sounds like it's like balancing basically right on something like almost yeah but yeah like to make like I know they have to like use steel that's flexible and like how so I think the idea is that so I, the the building is going to be sitting here, right? Mm -hmm. 
-hmm. And the earth is going to move underneath it. And since there's space underneath and those bearings, the building is going to stay put while the earth does this. Okay, I get you now. You see? Yeah. Not not the wind pushing it and moving like this. Mm -hmm. It's more for the earth yeah. to move under it. It's like you're ripping a tablecloth or something. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Mm, it's interesting cool. stuff. Yeah, that's crazy. I think I remember hearing that in a podcast with them, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I you ever experienced an earthquake or no? Uh-uh. Really? Yeah, I've never really experienced any like catastrophic natural disaster type of thing. Maybe uh, a hurricane or something that happened in Corpus one time, but it was just like a super heavy storm, but it wasn't nothing scary. Yeah. We would have earthquakes back in California. Is that scary? It's kind of scary, man. I mean, after the after you understand what it is, yeah, it's like okay. But if it catches you off guard, out of nowhere, it's just it gets loud and your house starts to just shake and you're like looking around. And you're like, what the fuck is going on? Yeah. Like you know, it's like it's creepy that your whole house, like something is so powerful that your whole house is just rumbling around, and you can like literally see the the walls move and the. Uh, like the picture frames are shaking and, yeah. and hitting the, the wall. Do a lot of houses, I guess, do they build normal houses differently too? Like, is there a lot of damage done to like just the basic structure to a house after like... Not out in California. Basic? Like the building codes, they have to be so that they can withstand like, I think 7.0 earthquakes or something like that, which is fucking nuts. Jesus. But like we got hit by like a, I think it was like a 5.8 or something or maybe like a 6. And I was sitting in my living room with my brother this is after i had acl surgery so i was on the couch just laying there in my leg brace earthquake happens he just bro he just gets up looks at me and darts out the back door dude. <laughs> oh my god Shit. right outside i'm just sitting there you were just wrote it out or did you get up yeah no it was probably i, I just i just sat there it was, they go pretty long dude like Maybe like five, six seconds. Does it feel weird? Like, have you ever been in it like, while you're driving? No, I don't think you feel it. Yeah. I don't think you would feel it. Yeah, that's crazy. One, two, three, four, five. Yeah, probably about six seconds. The house is just shaking and you're sitting there like, oh shit. And then there's like little aftershocks. Yeah. You know, like, so like uh, 10 minutes later, it'll be a smaller earthquake or whatever. The only time I've experienced like real, real weather is like, um, I didn't get hit by much rain, but when I went to Houston during the flooding, I understood like the power of mother nature. Oh yeah. Yeah. Dude, like, my buddy just called me and he said he has a job, like if I wanted to go to Louisiana or whatever to go help clean up, just driving Bobcat, Bobcat around, like clearing the roads. And you should go, dude, I heard that natural disaster... Yeah, During those times, was, people make huge money. Yeah, it'd be like it's three hundred sixty dollars a day plus per diem, like they pay for your living there, and it's for like however long it takes to clean up. Dude, get out there for like three. I'll go out there with you for three months. Yeah, it'd be like basically. Can I like learn eight, how to? Said like eight weeks or so. Can I learn how to drive a bobcat? Yeah, I mean it's pretty simple, but yeah, let's do it. 
I mean, he's saying these guys like know how to use chainsaws and just. I know how to use chainsaws. But we know how to do that stuff. Oh, I know. It's just a matter of. Yeah, if you're down. We'll talk about this after the podcast because I'm I'm down. Okay. Starting when? Like it could be as early as tomorrow, as early as tomorrow. All right, let's go. I mean, I'm pretty. Didn't that just happen? Yeah. No, it's happening right now. It's happening right now, right? Yeah, so like they're already seeking contract with this guy. It's my good friend from high school. It's his father-in-law that he used to work for. And he was like calling me because he's thinking about leaving his job to go do it. He just doesn't know how to like tell his boss or whatever. We'll chat about this. Yeah. I like this idea though. You're interested? Yeah, I mean, I just have a bunch of stuff going on right now. That's the thing. Like, well, I was like kind of up on the How much time do you need? What do you mean? To get done with your current projects. I don't know, like a week and a half maybe. Okay. But I don't know if that deal is going to last for that long. Mm. You know I mean? <clears throat> They're going to have enough people, hopefully yeah, not. Because I mean. he was looking to get some guys soon to like haul because he has a truck that he needs to take up there. And like I would drive one of the trucks and a trailer and whatever. Like, mm-hmm. But I don't know. It'd be cool. We'll talk about it. To be part of that. How, how bad was that storm in the Grand Canyon? <clears throat> it wasn't bad. It was just it was really loud, dude. It was like the, the thunder. The thunder would hit. Holy shit! It was it echoed so loud, like sounded. Or one of them was like right next to us, so it made it even like sound like a shotgun dude. next to your ear. Yeah, and I have like I can what's like shoot without hearing protection. It doesn't bother me. And this was like just crap, and then you heard it not shooting you like a solid fifteen to twenty seconds. You could just hear this thing rolling. <laughs> oh, okay. Rumbling, uh, yeah, through the can like the echo. Wow, basically. you were just like, What? And you hear it, and hear it, and hear it, and like it wouldn't even stop until and the next one would hit, you know what I mean? Like, that's how long, like, the second lightning would hit or something, and you'd hear that one, like, just crack super loud. It's cool, very exciting. Dude. <coughs> it's I've been scary though, being down there, yeah, oh, yeah, during that, and like. It'd be dark. It was like pitch black. And I was down there. I should have covered. I should have covered the mic when I coughed. Probably just blew their people's speakers out if they listen to this. But um, I went down to the Grand Canyon when I uh, when I camped down there in Havasupai Falls. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. The waterfall down there. Yeah. And there was a, a monsoon. Isn't that? Hold on, sorry. Isn't that the thing where you had to like get on the waiting list? Yeah. Yeah. And there was like a monsoon and flash flood. Mm-hmm. Oh wait, do they call them? They call them monsoons, right? Monsoons. You know what I'm talking about? Monsoon isn't that like the just like the a, rain that comes yeah, for like in the desert months? No, is it? It happens in deserts. Like what what happened in the Grand Canyon? I think it's called a monsoon. Hmm. Or not? I th- for some reason, I thought a monsoon was just like this huge storm that comes for like the monsoons is like months of rain or something. Like that. Would you mind googling that? Sure. I need to get. I think when we do this podcast, I got to get a laptop so I can just. Yeah, it's just a. It's a seasonal prevailing wind. Wind. Yeah, it's like a wind that blows storms. Monsoon. Yeah, a monsoon. Can you look up like the the storms in the Grand Canyon, or what are those ones called? Okay. 
Maybe they just call it lightning storm, what you went through. Yeah, because it's like a season. Like, what is yeah. monsoon season? And it's okay, like, so those are monsoons then. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. So I was down there, and <clears throat> there was a flash flood. And the river, I would say, across from one side to the other, taking a guess, I would say it's... What do you think it is from here to the door right there? Like the door into my room? No, yeah, the back door. Like, uh, like in feet? Yeah. Maybe 25? Feet? No. That's like 50 feet, maybe. 50 feet? Yeah, that's like... Dude, no chance. How long do you think this right here, this rug is right here? Look at this rug. Dude, I have a rangefinder in my truck. I can tell you exactly how far that is. How long do you think this rug is right here? It's like a, what, seven foot rug? I'd say like 10 feet. Pace it out of your feet. Nah, you're probably right. I have the mic on. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, no, it's... This is... So, you think it's five... So, you think this rug five times to that door right there? I'm thinking like three, dude. Three of these rugs? Maybe three and a half. Yeah. <laughs> So you were saying 20 feet though. Did I say 20? Yeah. That's not 20 feet. I think I said 25. Maybe closer to 40 then. Eh, we'll meet in the middle. 35? Yeah. <laughs> but anyways, it was probably like a 50 foot river. It came up maybe about 5 feet on each side. Like onto the shore? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like five feet, dude. It was nuts. Like fast. W yeah, dude. Water starts rushing. Like it turns straight up like mud, like brown. Wow. It was crystal clear before, like crystal clear blue water, turns straight up brown and just like sticks and brush. And it wasn't raining around you, right? Nuh uh Yeah. It was good. all raining way up there, dude. Yeah. And I was like, whoa, dude. That's. And then there was like a guy riding down on horseback, and he was like, get everybody, get to high ground, get to high ground. But like. Not like a panic, like you're about to die, but yeah. just like there's a storm coming. If you hang out here, it's going to be rough. Yeah. Dang, that's I've never experienced. My parents did once at this park. They're kayaking, dude. And my dad said like they just, they, were, they went out far and they're coming back and it just like, they just felt their speed like pick up and they're getting like, it was getting higher. And then my dad remembers a log that they passed that was like well exposed and then it wasn't like. So the water like level was rising yeah. while they were there. Yeah, like as they're going back to their camp, and they had to like get off because they weren't gonna make it. Like it was no way. Yeah, because there's a guy like telling them like that lives there, like hey like we got I guess he's got some kind of system in his house that like lets them know. Oh shit! And it was yeah like raining somewhere far. Did I just whistle? or Was that you? I don't know. Probably me. <laughs> I just heard a whistle. <laughs> but yeah. Damn, that's nuts. So these are both yours right here? Mm-hmm. These two bucks. When did you shoot these ones? Why? When? Oh. Uh, this one was probably like four years ago. This was in Mexico? Mm-hmm. This was like two or three years ago. Fuck, man. Those are beautiful bucks, dude. This one was my favorite, dude. That was... It's so crazy. Like, you can... It's hard to, like... When you see people, they get, you know... They're judgmental on it 
for some reason, but to me, it's just a cool, like, just a memory that you're never going to forget. Like, dude, I, I love it, dude. What do they fill that with? Like a, a foam? Yeah, it's like a, just, it's like a casting, like a, just like a foam, like a mannequin type, basic type of thing that they just wrap the hide around. How much does it cost you to get this? Uh, Taxidermy. $350 is what these cost. But these were done in Mexico. So they're a little cheaper, but here there's probably like 800 bucks or something. Oh, shit. Yeah, Mexicans do that stuff for cheap, huh? Mm-hmm. I gotta sneeze again. <coughs> I'm sorry. <coughs> Excuse me. Do you have any more of that jerky? Oh, no. Ah, I got some real. ground meat, though. Like, just, like... How much? A few packs. I buy some from you? Yeah, you can take a couple. For real? You're like Joe Rogan. You're like Joe Rogan. He always tells his friends, dude, I got a freezer full of elk. I'm going to give you some elk steaks. Yeah, dude, I want to try elk. You need to, When I get up there, you need to come up. For real. Yeah, and let's go camp and let's go shoot. Let's go try for some elk. You should draw. try to draw for a tag. I need to take my bow and practice. I think it's like easier for you to draw something if you're a resident. Okay. If you become a resident. Mm-hmm. So you know, like, did you do the airbag thing? No, I haven't. I'm going to do it this week. Actually, probably this coming weekend. You got anything going on this weekend? Not that I know. Can I buy you dinner? Might have a coach, but no. Can I buy you some dinner and you help me with those airbags? Sure. Install them? Yeah, I'm trying to fix mine, dude. Mine leak. Which ones? The one on my truck. Your shocks? The airbags. Oh, you you have some? Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. You installed them yourself? No. No, no, Did no. it come with them? Yeah. Mm. But they're just. I think my dad overfilled them once and then loaded like crazy weight. And what just, do you fill them with? There. Okay. Yeah. And they're just it's, they're shot at this point. No, they're just like a leak somewhere, like one of the fittings. Like I gotta go under there with a little bottle of soap and water, fill them up, and then just spray. So one line. doesn't work at all. No, they both fill up. It's just there's in the system. There's a slight leak somewhere so like they go out very slowly like they don't hold air but how long does it how long like how often do you have to refill them I mean I don't even like do it bother like it's but it's like if I wanted to I can do it like every like once a day maybe oh so they're they're drained quick yeah. so basically they're, they don't work but they have weight dude it's like I'm loaded down like all the time like that bed yeah and the machine and the tools just alone is like overweight for the factory towing yeah mm-hmm. and then i tow trailers like on top of that so it's like it's things in dying need of so you have coils in the back yeah it's got coils shocks and then the airbags and it has shocks in the back mm-hmm. interesting yeah usually they just have shocks you mean just coils huh no just shocks and leaf springs mm-hmm. what type of springs yeah, do no they leaf use springs. okay but yours isn't leaf springs it's coil springs yeah i'm pretty sure yeah i don't think so so like the older trucks, like they just started doing the coil springs in the back. For some okay. Reason, putting them like on Dodges. Mm-hmm. I think Fords still have. I wonder if there would be any benefit to adding shocks in the back of my Forerunner, like in the rear, because you could just buy shocks yeah. or a leaf spring. No, so I have the coil springs in the back. Oh, okay. Then I'm gonna put those airbags in the coils. Yeah. But I wonder if there would be any benefit to throwing a shock back there. You don't have shocks? You should have shocks back there. 
no. Oh, there is, there is. Yeah, you're right, there is. No, I'm, I'm stupid. Yeah, there is rear shocks. What am I thinking? <laughs> I'm thinking I'm like, yeah, the there car is. doesn't have, I feel like, yeah. Yeah, there is. It's got to have shocks in the back. Yeah. And it has coil springs? Yeah, coils. But but in the front, the shock sits inside the coil. Yeah. On the rear, it's not. Yeah, yeah, okay. Mm-hmm. That's how it is here, this. And I've even seen them where they put the bags inside the coil springs. Kind of weird. The airbag? Yeah, like on the Dodges. That's what you're supposed to do with this one. Oh, really? Yeah, you're yeah. supposed to. So that's why. So that bump stop that I'm talking about mm-hmm. is inside the coil. Yeah. So that when it goes too far, it hits. But then this, you you cut off the bump stop. So when you hook up your trailer, is is it? Maxed it out? didn't sag that much. But like, if did you get in there and look? It was. Like, I didn't look. I didn't look. Yeah. I, I mean, should have. You might be able to get away with, not. But I mean, if you're having the airbags, airbags is gonna help regardless. Yeah. I'm pretty sure. For sure, like when you hit a bump, like yeah, it's probably gonna bottom out, and that's what you're gonna. Yeah. But it's it's crazy how much weight you can carry. Get you should get some, order some. If you're trying to change the ones in yours. No, I'm not gonna change them. They're already installed and everything. It's just a matter of. Yeah, but how are you gonna fill that leak? It's just like fittings. Like you're gonna see what I'm talking about. Oh. Like wherever the fitting goes, and it's like there's like a T that goes to the two bags, and then that airline goes and screws into something that fills that bag. So like it's either leaking out of that fitting. And there's what maybe a gasket in there or an O-ring or something. Not, yeah, it could just be needing some kind of threading or like um, maybe like Teflon or something like that. Yeah. But um, but my dad had us fix one of the leaks. He found a hole like where it had rubbed something, so he cut it, bought like air line rep- splicing thing uh-huh. and I, the other day when I was changing my brakes I was at the tire shop and they had the little bottle where you can check for air leaks and I found uh-huh. it on that fitting Okay. so then I was looking for some tape to see if I can temporarily fix that with a silicone tape that supposedly seals air leaks and Ain't it slowed no it chance. down no dude and it, it slowed it down a really yeah. but I feel like now there's another leak somewhere now that I because I didn't do this tape. I looked it up and it works. Like, uh-huh. And I taped this shit out of it. It's, it like self-binds to itself. It's not like sticky tape. It's like a stretch. Uh-huh. And you put it right on the... Like where you're going to start rolling and you stretch the piss out of it. And you just keep rolling it and rolling it. And it like... When you let it go, it like... Tightens up? On itself. And it's like a silicone. Yeah. It's supposed to be waterproof and... says up to 700... PSI? PSI. Oh, shit. And these bags, they don't get more than like 80 in them. Maybe like 100. So, and I did it in the two little spots where I thought the leaks were, and it made the bags slow down. It's not leaking there anymore, though? I haven't checked it. Uh, I need to check that spot, but I'm like, I thought, okay, I'm going to try it. If I wake up and they're empty, then obviously I need to check it again for more mm. leaks, or maybe if that, and I was going to... I did that tape and then I put electrical tape so it wouldn't like unwind on itself. Uh-huh. And then I'm gonna check that spot if it leaks. I'm gonna try it one more time to see if I can like. If not, I can just I'm gonna just buy like a forty dollar airline kit and just redo. Yeah, it. yeah. But the bags like the all the hard parts are already done. It's just. Does it look hard to install? Yeah, dude. Like, to me, depending on the bag, but like especially if you have to put them in the coil. Yeah. You gotta drop the coil and that's like. But it's not too hard. I've done it. You done it. Yeah, I've never fucked with that. I don't. Oh, okay. I don't like doing that. I'm thinking like two and a half hours. 
So you just drop the, the axle, mm -hmm. that rear axle, and then you can move that spring in and out. But sometimes those, oh, it's gonna be a bitch. Why? Because I have a two inch uh, coil like covers that are made of that, that poly, like that black thick rubber. Poly, what do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, it's poly, isn't it? Or it's like a something like that. Polyurethane or something. Yeah, polyurethane. Mm -hmm. And so it's a bitch to get those in. So how do you plan on dropping the axle? What are your steps with that? So I'll have, I can put, lift the rear up, put the rear on jacks, and then uh, unbolt it from. There's like unbolting points. Yeah. And then you lower the lower the jack and then the axle will drop. Does that make sense? Yeah, but what's gonna keep the truck from put the know? truck on stands, but yeah, the frame of but it. But the frame, yeah. And jacks are under the axle. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then you can because I know that's like the scary part is releasing that spring. Yeah. I did all of it by myself, dude. Yeah. I've done it. You ever mess with like putting shocks into coils yeah like I've done that with a guy up in Blanco that and he showed me like he's got a tool that compresses it yeah and he they, does that he's got like a lift and the, you can rent them at AutoZone hmm. but those are the shitty ones yeah those ones yeah I was at a shop and they had this one on the wall and it's just like you put it on the wall you pull the handle down and it it uh compresses what's the word it. yeah compresses it but it it's like your force is like multiplied, you know. Oh, it's got like leverage. Too. Yeah, and you so you just pull it down and it compresses it and then it pops the shock right out. Damn. Put the new shock in. It was like, damn, that was cool. Yeah, I remember one time he did it. We didn't have a lift or nothing, and he had to like, we got a machine and like pushed the truck down to slightly compress the just to be able to get the tied the the coil together uh -huh. to itself. Uh huh. And then released it, and then it was like able to get it out, uh, change the shock, put it back, and like untie it. And, yeah. But yeah. So this weekend, buy you dinner, and you can help me out. Yeah, yeah. Right, if you know what cool. you're doing, I'll for sure help you out. I, I don't know what I'm. I don't want to be responsible of you losing not, your axle. I don't know what I'm doing, but I mean, I've done it before. Yeah. Taking the shock, the springs out, and all that stuff. Sure, we can watch a YouTube video. Yeah figure it out but it's <clears throat> it's gonna help a lot I think so right so are you is it just like the basic one like you just hand fill it up somewhere yeah yeah how do you fill them up with a do you have to have like a tank a air I mean, compressor you would tank have to stop somewhere yeah okay I have one like they have super expensive systems right they have like self leveling ones uh -huh. like self filling and like you can make it set it to where like it's at your riding position and then when it like senses a load it like auto fills oh interesting my buddy has one like that it's pretty cool but you connect it to what the motor it's a compressor like it's got its own compressor system oh and you just connect it to the battery mm -hmm. yeah like you wire a compressor and then it, like it's all how big is that compressor though small small just like a little like a train horn you know they have the train horn kits that have an air tank and a compressor oh no I've never seen them so yeah like you, kids can buy like air, a train horn thing that sounds like a train horn and you have to Mount like they'll put them in toolboxes or whatever, and they're okay. Big. But it's just like a little tank, a little five gallon tank, and then a little compressor. Uh huh. And I've been wanting to put that on my truck just to have one. Like, you don't even need a tank, like, you can have like just to fill air or something like that. Like, 
you can just have like a little compressor run and have direct air hooked up to it to fill up like on just have an arm onboard air or whatever so they call it yeah yeah i've so, seen those before so that's what i wanted and it's like for what i do you always need air okay yeah there's a company called arb have you heard of it sounds really familiar arb in red letters and it says arb and they have those onboard air systems oh, okay yeah dude that's my cool. my buddy had one it was like this box it was like this box and you pull out this this circular pad out of this box okay picture like a, a donut size like a, a float tube donut like you're mm -hmm. gonna float down the river yeah. but there's no hole in the middle it's just one big bag right mm -hmm. <clears throat> you put that under the axle oh I think I know and then you connect it to the exhaust or something like that yeah and that air is supposed to fill it it's up like a big jack yeah, yeah and it jacks it up but it didn't work we tried it I don't really know. yeah I, maybe we were doing it wrong Dang. but we were trying it. it wasn't working yeah, I've seen something like that where that's crazy. <clears throat> I don't remember it being hooked up to not the exhaust. Yeah, but maybe that'd be a good idea though. Yeah, but there there can't be any leaks in the exhaust anywhere because that pressure is not going to get enough pressure if there's a leak. Yeah, I feel like that'd be bad for your truck though. I feel like it would. It would push all that back pressure. Yeah, it, it, trying it would... to blow itself up. <laughs> If the truck's too heavy, yeah. <laughs> Holy shit! But how do you stop it? Is it like a one-way flow? Yeah, I'm wondering. Like, as soon as you take it off, it's gonna just come crashing down on you. Oh yeah, no. I feel like it's got to be air. Like you <clears throat> with air. No, you fill it with the exhaust air, uh -huh. and then I'm assuming you cap it, and then let the cap off. I'm assuming, and then it'll once you're done, it'll deflate. Yeah. Do you imagine it goes too big, too much air, and that bag just expands and expands, and just like a blows the truck sky high, dude. Dude, we used to in my parents' hometown, Mexico. They used to have this little corner store that sold these little fireworks called called them palomas. Okay, it's basically like a little, basically like a white dove is what it is, or like a little dove. It's basically just a triangle, like those football things that you yep. play in school. Uh -huh. Folded just like that. And they have big ones like this, dude. They're probably like, <laughs> and I'm pretty sure it's just straight gunpowder. Okay. This thing with a wick sticking out. It looks like a Dorito chip. And as you can see, it's just a newspaper. But a like, big Dorito chip. But a big fat one. Like It's probably like two and a half inches thick. Uh -huh. And it's like, the long part is like this big, uh -huh. like 10 inches. And it just makes a little triangle. Whole, dude, they're literally bombs that we were buying. I realize it now. Like, and they just sold, and they have tiny ones that are basically like equivalent to like an M80, like the M80s yeah. here, like, and they're little. And they have the big one. We would stick these huge. They call we call them kawamas, and it's like a the big like forty ounce like Mexican beer bottles. Uh huh. We would stick them on top of this, go out in the fields and light them, dude, and they would blow them sky high. Like, it just sounds like a grenade going off. Just boom. And you would like lose sight of it and it would just come, like, we had no idea we would come crashing down and just like blow up on the ground. The Glass? Glass shot everywhere. Yeah. Jesus Christ. We were ruthless, yes, dude. And these, we would go like. Dude, there's some Mexicans down there with glass in their feet because oh, of you dude, guys. That was the least of the worries, trust me. <laughs> but yeah, like they sold, straight up sold us, like, and this was at a little convenience store, like. That's crazy. Just sold little kids' grenades. So you grew you grew up going down there a lot. Yeah, yeah. How often? Pretty much like all the big holidays, like 
every couple months. To your grandpa's so. ranch. To the our my grandpa's main house in Mexico in the town, like the big town that they're from. Uh huh. The ranch we didn't I didn't go to like I don't remember too much of it when I was young because it's like not a lot to do out there. It's not like super and it's like rough out there, like and it's I do remember sometimes going out there when I was real little, we used to always go and round up it was like once a year or like once every six months I think we would round up all my grandpa's cows that he had. And he had he's always had like thirty to forty horses on the ranch at a time. So like and everyone in the family, like when they were born, they all got a horse. Like that was the thing my grandpa did, like he would get a horse and he'd get it trained. So by the time you grew up, like You got yours. You had your horse. And um so we'd all go all our cousins and uncles and stuff would go out there and help my grandpa round up all the cattle and so I remember doing that a lot, that was cool. And then it wasn't until recently, like five years or six years ago that where I started going hunting and like because then my grandpa couldn't really go out there that much anymore. Nobody was, like, it was kind of going to waste. And it sucks. I realized that at such a late age, like, how cool this place that I had at my disposal, my, basically my whole life. Like, Yeah, but, bro, you're still young as fuck. Yeah, I know. But I just don't know how long it's going to stay in the family. Like, there's mm. a huge, like, my grandpa's not doing so well. So, like, I don't know. They don't know how they're going to. And he's, like, super stubborn, doesn't want to, like, fix anything in his will and. How the hell is going to... And it's like three different ranches pieced together to make one big one. So... Jesus, that was a tremendous fart. Did you hear that thing? Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, but, yeah. So, when's the last time you were down there? Like two years ago. Do you f- ever feel unsafe going down or no? No, not really. You I ever had any run-ins with any had... carteles or anything? seen the trucks or anything like that no you do see a lot of those like a lot of the different like the polices it's weird how the police works like there's like the state police and then like the federal police and then there's like the military and it's like here you have cops right but there you have like some like certain cops another type of cop and then like the big big cop which is like the military guys and like Humvees and stuff and then and they're like all riding around in the back of trucks, like SWAT, like all the time. Those are probably cartel, bro. No, dude, they're like police trucks. Like they're they're painted as police trucks. Maybe, yeah, maybe. But I mean, then as long as you know where you're going and you're not hanging around bad parts of town at night. Like, yeah. You about have? I mean, you probably. I don't want to see the same odds of just getting someone to rob you here, you do there, but it's. But you're not over there. Like, we take some guys from here, you know, some white boys. From, firefighters from spring branch and they they risk it to go all the way over there to go hunt yeah and they, and they and they got one of the guys has gone multiple times by himself and you ain't never invited me dude you wouldn't like it why not why wouldn't i like it i don't know dude it's just it's different it's like come on i mean yeah maybe you would like it it's there's just not a lot to like really do that maybe you would like. I don't know. Like what? There's nothing to it's do. It's real poor down there. Oh yeah, for sure it's very poor. It's like I'm trying to staying go. in a freaking. But like I know you don't mind staying out in the wilderness, so it's like it's a step above that. But you, they're still like living out there. Like they don't have power. We don't have like. You light candles. Yeah. That's badass, dude. I or like it. we run a light bulb and then one of the houses like off of our truck battery. Really? Yeah, you just have cables that you just... That's legit. And there's like a big diesel pump that pumps water for the well. Like, that's the only thing they have is like to water all the animals. It's uh-huh. a huge well. 
And there's a huge like cistern at the top. We call it like a pila. And it's like a giant block, rock block that is filled up with water and it's all it's all gravity fed to all the troughs on the ranch. It's like on the highest uh-huh. hill my grandpa has and he has all these lines that go out. Wow. And it's all like gravity fed with floats and stuff. Because he has no power. You know, you can't like <clears throat> So you saying I'm soft or what? You saying that I'm not saying you're soft. It's you can tell me. Just tell me. I'm soft. No. <laughs> I just feel like every time I go out there, it's I've always been like, not I don't want to say catering, but like having to like make sure everyone's having a good time or taking care of somebody. Mm. And like I, I rarely get to just go and do what I want to do. Yeah, yeah, I feel it. You know what I mean? Like a you lot hate of times I don't res- even want to do anything. Like I want to just go look for arrowheads. And like a lot of people hate that. It's boring. You know? Dude, I'll go look for arrowheads with you for eight hours, bro. Well. I mean, that part's fun, like, going and exploring and, like, finding, like, yeah. showing people. There's, like, some caves that are, like, perfect little holes that you can literally just slip your body through. Uh-huh. And then it's just, like, a little pocket, like a little dome. Mm-hmm. You can just chill in there. And... But, yeah, there's... I'd like to join you sometime. And it's, like, rough, like... As wow, y'all hear that? Like, he just, you, not, he you just, don't get to drive. He just don't... dodged the question. I, I said, What'd I'd like... Say? I said I'd like I'd like you to take me some time, and then you're like silent for a second. Be, <laughs> trust me, anybody anybody that I've that has really wanted to come, like has made yeah, an effort to come, I know has come. I know. Like I take down there, like I know. I don't want to be like one to like pressure someone and getting them get down there. Like if yeah, you really want to come, and then when's the next time you're gonna go? You know, probably this hunting season coming up. Okay, it gets cooler. It's going down there when it's hot. Bad. My grandpa got lost out there once. Yeah, I remember he almost died. Yeah, that was crazy. Right after that is when he got real sick, actually, and he stopped going. Really? Yeah. Damn, like, maybe he was legitly on the brink of death. Yeah, definitely was. Like a day away. Yeah, he didn't even, like, comprehend that we had found him yet until, like, 30 minutes. He thought he was, like, hallucinating. Holy fuck. Yeah. How long ago was that? Three years ago, and you were there when you found him. I wasn't there, like when we pulled him, but we were out there, like at the search party. Like I was, but somebody the, else found him. Yeah, one of the ranch hands that were on horses. And how many acres is this ranch? His ranch is like right under like ten thousand acres. Ten thousand. Yeah. It's like basically ten thousand. Like it's, and that's a small one. That's like a small ranch right there. Like he was on a, someone else's ranch looking for his cows. Like went far onto How? like a fifty thousand acre ranch, and he was gone. Like riding. Like he walked. He rode his horse till his horse quit walking. Is what happened. Why? Because he got lost. and He couldn't get back, and he didn't know where he was at. And Holy he walked, he'd cross the fence shit! Because he saw a fence that was down, and he like survived off of those little prickly pear things on the cactus. No way! Yeah. He had a cu- like a cup of coffee and some little crackers that he eats in the morning. It was gone that whole day. We didn't hear about it till like that midnight. We drove, left here at midnight, got there like five o'clock in the morning. From here, you drove yeah, from here. From here, and it was like sunrise, and they had already been looking for him all night. And then we didn't find him till like that evening, the next day, or like that day when we got there, like at the end of the day. Like uh-huh. it was already like getting to the point where like. Like we not we can't find them like it's and it's hot it was hot hot dude hot as hell and I went out there in a black shirt like took the worst boots not realizing and me and my dad started walking like far and far till we got to a point where we're like dude 
What are we doing? Like, like you guys could get take, lost. We didn't even take water or anything. Like, <clears throat> just fall into the trap yeah, right like, there. We knew kind of where we were at. Like, we went to a big straight line and we just went up hill after hill and we're like, I guess go one more hill and another hill. And like, I had my boots were like these leather dress, not leather, they were like the slick bottom boots and they had holes in them, like from walking mm-hmm. them. So I was like stepping in thorns and fuck. Just brutal. Imagine, bro. Black shirt. Like you guys go out there, get lost. You die. The whole search party all gets lost. They die. Yeah. Next thing you know, six thousand deaths. Next thing you know, it's the next pandemic. No. People are going to this ranch looking for family, and everybody's dying. Yeah. How, how many acres is ten thousand? Like, if you were to take a guess from here, take two eighty one. Maybe not from here. Let's say from Spring Branch. Take two eighty one. This is Spring Branch. Oh, okay. I'm talking about like uh, where Walmart is and stuff. Mm-hmm. This is considered Spring Branch. So you think it's like it's much further than from here to, to the Walmart? It's like. Because that's a fucking huge. It's like. Yeah, it's got to be way. miles. Like the size of the ranch is like probably 10 to 15 miles like one way. Like long ways. Like the the widest part of it. And then like. Maybe like six or seven miles. Like, fuck. Yeah, I'm trying to think of like, because I mean, when we hunted on horses, like, we have to hunt like just half of it one day. How long is the King Ranch? Oh, fuck. The King Ranch is just gotta be like a, maybe a million acres. <clears throat> Can you Google it? Yeah. Perfect. Because Tommy was telling me that there are people who get smuggled over from Mexico. Mm hmm. Dropped off at the start of the King Ranch where it, where it touches Mexico, and they're told eight hundred twenty-five thousand acres. Holy shit! A acres, right? Yeah. Holy shit! It's bigger than the state of Rhode Island. And a guy, a family owns that. They basically own a a state. Somehow, yeah. I mean, I'm sure there's got to be like multiple yeah. owners of that, but. Yeah, Tom was telling me, because he said that from, like, the South Point to the North is, like, 60 miles. Yeah. And he was saying that the cartel will bring people to the border, take them to the ranch, the King Ranch, and say, all right, go walk, and you'll eventually hit something. And they don't know it's 65 miles in 90-degree weather. Oh, dude, that's a funny thing you're talking about, because I was talking to this guy that was working with my dad the other day, and it was crazy talking to them about how they... You know, come over here like they pay these coyotes like thirty five hundred bucks, whatever, four grand to cross them over here, and they're literally walking like twelve hours a day and night, like miles and miles and miles, and they do this like without preparation. You know what I mean? Yeah, they just say fucking. I think about like how a lot of us we try to take tackle these like events that we do, and like it ain't shit. At the end of the day, dude, like you could do it. You don't have to train. Like someone held a gun, or it's like life or death. Like your body's. It's just a matter of like doing it on your own for no reason. Yeah, is what's hard. Mm-hmm. These guys like, like yeah, like we just and all they take with them is water, and then, like see people get killed like right there, like and they're left, and then like it's a crazy life to have to mm-hmm. to try to like somewhere's got to be pretty shitty. Like Mexico's a shitty place to risk all that to just come over here. Yeah, just so they can have a better life. Yeah, just to work their ass off. Like that's all they want to do. Most of them. Yeah, it's nuts. My mom was telling me about coming from Cambodia. Yeah. And my aunt was telling me too. 
that like when they were walking through the forests like she was always looking over her shoulder always and like walking through those forests and if you hear like uh soldiers coming they would like hide hide like yeah dude it's like the freaking border patrol it's like crazy yeah. that happens right here in this yeah it was crazy they went through the forest into thailand and like but well, that's probably crazy because they're like they're going to kill you yeah on the spot yeah and like go through forests and like she was saying like she saw dead bodies and shit it's like fuck man that's why my mom was talking about not being scared of covid yeah because yeah like i told you i walked over dead bodies in cambodia like i know what real i mean obviously people who are dying of covid it's sad but like she's looked death right in its face you know yeah and you gotta like you can't it's good to take precautions i get that but at the end of the day like people die doing things that you do on a normal daily basis Mm -hmm. right so it's like what's to say that it's the day is gonna happen like there's no amount of preparation or you believe that what that it's 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 written that when you're gonna die the day's gonna come it doesn't matter I mean it is oh, are, you talking it about, is. are you talking about the day or wait what are you talking about no preparation to like do a a 50 mile walk no 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 I'm talking about like safety precautions like all like being worried about all these different oh things yeah to, yeah like, yeah try to prevent like yes yeah you get what I'm saying like mm-hmm. whichever way you're meant to die or yeah however you're gonna die is gonna happen yeah like, <clears throat> not to say that it's set in stone yeah but it's like because I've been through lots of situations that it should have, you know, killed me. And tell me about so tell me about the the time where you felt like you were gonna die. Probably uh, in Mexico when me and my brother got in a horse accident. I don't know if I ever told you about that. Where we wrecked into a truck, and like it was like like I'm sure you've had adrenaline dumps oh, before. Oh, dude! Oh, yeah. You know, and like legs start. Sh- dude can't talk right yeah like we lost control of these horses and we basically t-boned total the truck with two horses no way but it was like a solid 30 45 seconds of like your adrenaline being dumped knowing like you have no control over this horse and it's just like running you into an intersection in the city oh shit it's crazy and that's like when i thought like i mean i hit i got a concussion and i don't remember like i mean i remember it all i don't remember hurting or like feeling of pain or anything like that like not getting what was happening and so yeah. I guess that wasn't like I almost died but like I very easily like could have like you know what I mean the horse yeah. I rode killed itself basically like died from internal bleeding but that's probably, you flew over the car yeah, or what yeah I flew over like basically we were going in an intersection and we had to stop <clears throat> but you don't remember no, going, I remember everything. You remember going into the intersection? Yeah. And making contact with a car? Yeah. Oh, shit. Yeah, and I flew over and hit my head on the curb. On The the curbs they have, they're huge. They're like three feet tall. And I like flew over and hit that with my head and like rolled. And my brother s- stayed on the horse, and his horse tried to jump the bed because it hit the backside. Uh-huh. And it like hit the truck, fell back on him, and he fell on the ground, and it like stepped on his calf, and like tore a bunch of ligaments or something like that. But I remember being fine, like, hitting the ground and literally getting right back up to go get the horse. Like, I was scared the horse was going to run off. Like, But it was fucking dying. Yeah, not thinking. Like, the horse was scrambling around, and I thought, like, nobody saw. And some guy grabs me and, like, lays me down. He's like, hey, you need to chill. Like, And my parents were literally turning around at the street behind us, and they rolled up on us. Like, 
Some what? some guy told like stopped them like hey they just ran over your kids like literally we had just said bye to them we're gonna ride the horses back to my my dad's dad's place in in their little town because we were my one grandparents place and the horses already knew they're going home and they when you get two horses next to each other and they get like just the slightest bit of like they have like race horse blood in them and then mm. literally dude like it's like I'm the alpha motherfucker yeah dude like if you ever get two horses like they will straight up race each other wow and, like you can't and then they had these horses they were riding were like they were trained like roping horses like they were high caliber and they didn't have the right bit thing to correct them or to control them so yeah then we started like pulling on them pulling on them. I remember me and my brother just look at each other like at a dead sprint these horses are just like and then we're on a street with they have shoes so they like don't want to stop on top of that because their feet are slipping everywhere. They're like just like has no traction. So if you try to stop a horse, they can just slide out. And so they and they know that they like don't. So they just go faster for some reason. And they're just we're just looking at each other like what I remember his face like it was yesterday. Like it's crazy seeing that. Again, I never think about it, but and we're just seeing all these cars and just praying like, dude, I hope nothing. And for a second, they would look like clear as day, and this guy's just rolling. The truck was full of dudes. One guy broke his hip inside the truck and his wrist. Holy shit. Yeah, they were packed in there like sardines. And where my brother's horse hit, it like crushed the guy in the back, like fucked his wrist up and his hip. Yeah, dude. My dad had to buy him a truck. It was bad. Dude, imagine. We straight up T-boned a truck and totaled it with horses. Yeah. And imagine being the driver, being like to the insurance. I mean, I don't know if they have insurance companies down there, yeah, but no, like, that's... yeah, uh, I got t-boned by a horse. Holy shit! How old were you when this happened? Just ten. I got t-boned by a horse <laughs> <laughs> with a ten-year-old riding it. Dude, imagine you see that on the news. Yeah. You know? Yeah, we made the newspaper and stuff. It was funny. Wow. But yeah, I didn't want to get on a horse for a while after that. I bet. I was traumatized. That is crazy. And some lady, like, literally just scooped us up. Like, hey, get in the car. We got to some random lady's car. And, like, there was no, like, the whole community kind of, like, helped us out. There wasn't, like, They took you to the hospital ambulance. or anything? Yeah, like, little local hospital. But then they couldn't do anything. Like, they said I needed a, an MRI. I CT guess, scan? Or, a, yeah, a CAT scan or something. A CAT scan, yeah. So we had to drive to two hours to the next big city that's, like, right here on the border. In Piedras. And... Yeah, I remember, like, the whole ride, like, they were like, don't go to sleep, don't go to sleep. Like, all I wanted to do was sleep. I was so tired, and, like, I guess from, like, that adrenaline yeah. dump and just... And I guess if you have a concussion, you're not supposed to go to sleep. Yeah, I wonder why that is. I don't know. Would you mind Googling that real quick? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll Google it if you just... No, no, I got it. <clears throat> why are you not supposed to go to sleep during a concussion? This is a really nice fan, by the way. Yeah, dude, it has some... Oh, yeah, it's not even on. That thing, straight turbine or what? It's the weirdest thing I've ever. And it doesn't look like it spins fast. And it's, it's got like six different settings. And it blow it's my hair really off. It blows a lot of. Yeah, yeah. So you got to show me that after this. I'm trying to get my toupee blown off. Um. But yeah, dude, that was a that was a crazy. What were what were you googling? Concussion. Oh yeah, why not go to sleep? It's not saying that it's crazy bad, but it's just you can get a seizure or something. 
Interesting. And you can get like weakness of one side of your body. Interesting. Yeah, but it's not like life or death, I don't think. I remember a guy, I was at the park one time, a guy broke his arm skateboarding. So he was skateboarding and trying to grind on a ledge, and his arm went like this and light, like landed on something like that. Yeah, snapped it like a twig, dude. I just watched a video of those <clears throat> people doing that. Hall of Meat? The crate challenge. Oh my. Bro, kid, that's dude. the dumbest mm. shit I've seen. It makes me sweat thinking about seeing like. Well, having his arm broke? Yeah, dude. And the bone was poking out. Like, yeah. This, this whole thing was just like. You don't like seeing that stuff? I mean, I do and I don't. like. You should follow a page called Hall of Meat. You've heard of it? <laughs> no. Dude, Hall of Meat, it's it's by like, it was by like a skating brand or skaters. Mm. And it's mostly just videos of skaters getting fucked up, dude. Like, bad. Like, they'll say like, warning. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, warning. And then they'll say, uh, uh, fuck, what do they say? Your discretion advice. Yeah, and then they say like, three two one you were warned and you see like an arm just snapped in half dude. <laughs> yeah dude and stuff like that is it's crazy when you're little you don't really think of the consequences like I, my brother used to make me do dumb stuff like uh-huh. stunt devil type of thing and like when you're little it's like you're so easily convinced yeah and fearless and then when you get older you're like damn it's dumb yeah big time like when I broke my my wrist like that was the dumbest little thing and just simply not wearing a helmet like could have that could have killed me yeah like, cracking your head open dude it's crazy it's crazy I mean luckily as kids your bones are more flexible and yeah. your body is more flexible yeah I hit my head a lot growing up dude like I have scars all over my head busting it open it my God. head bleeds like crazy Jesus Christ dude my brother dude lost a tooth once in my head he jumped off the bed and his into your head and it cracked and it was like stuck in my head <laughs> Yeah. If you had a, if you had a, like, you know how when you see football helmets, if there's like marks all over it and stuff, that would be your scalp. Dude, just. That's funny you say that. My brother had a friend of his that, when I was getting into football, he sold me his helmet that he had from high school. And he had, the kid had a small head, so it fit me because I was little. But he had these, like, looked like someone took a grinder. Like, they were yeah. just gouges, dude. Uh-huh. And the helmet was painted blue, like navy blue. And then underneath it was white. So yeah. it was just like, but it looked per- like scary, like, mm-hmm. and I wore that in pee wee football, and like kids would see it, like what, like, what the heck? But it like this guy legitly had him like from face masks, like yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's kind of dude. Thinking about it, it's kind of scary. Like being in football in high school, like you're like you're a small kid, not you personally, right? But no, you're no. young, you know, you're a kid. Yeah. And then there are some grown ass fucking men in high school where you look at the guy, you're like, there's no way this kid's in high school. You know what I mean? And like going head up and just like knocking your ass out. Like, yeah, that's what made me not like football so much. Dude. Like I was not, still not, but I was not <clears throat> a big kid compared to kids. Like, there was one time I got fucked up, dude. It was on punt and I was the long snapper. So I snapped it and I'm running downfield on punt. The guy catches it, cuts to his right. So he's, he's coming past me like this, so I turn to go toward him like this. Didn't keep my head in a swivel. Right as I turn, this guy lays me out from the back. Boom! I go, my feet come into the air, and I hit the ground. Boom! And I'm like shaking up. 
I get back up because my adrenaline's pumping. I didn't play much, right? So when I was on the field, I had these adrenaline dumps. Yeah. Get up, turn to, to run towards him again, like to go back. Another guy, boom, right as I got up. And I'm like laying there and I look and I see them like high five each other. And I'm like, fuck, dude. Like, I'm hurting. Yeah. You know? Hurting. I'm shaking up like yeah, my dude, bells are running. Running into people at full speed does not feel good. If you're not the big one doing the hit, but I love it honestly. Like I, I don't know if I want to play, but I just I love the, I, like you know. Yeah, I liked it in Pop Warner it's when fun. everyone was yeah equivalent, and sometimes there was always just one kid, one kid that'd be big or whatever. Always it was fun, like yeah, always fun thing to do. And then getting into high school, it became like because kids just get way bigger. But like our school looked the way they treated dude, it's like a cult. Or not a cult, but just like it's too This is Texas football, man. Yeah, you no. know? They made it not fun. So I found that's when I found CrossFit. Oh, okay. I got more out of CrossFit than physically wise than when I was in football like Oh, for sure. So what'd you weigh in high school? Senior year, what were you? Were you same size or smaller? Mm, no, I was smaller, it was probably like one fifty five, one sixty. Okay. Yeah, like 145, 150. Like, <clears throat> when I was doing football. Was yeah. Really, like, big. Didn't, but, like, the way like the way they made us train, like, it wasn't... You can get away with not... Like, I don't know. And we would do two-a-days, and, like, I wasn't ever really sore. And then I started doing CrossFit, and I was trying to do CrossFit and football. And, like, CrossFit, I was getting super sore and stuff. And then I started getting faster and stronger. And so I was like, I'm going to just do this more like yeah the guy that was co- that was doing had the gym was like dude you're doing too much like i was never one like i got hooked on it like the first several years like i was going every day if i could like made it to where didn't want to take rest days and stuff i just liked it i've seen you in there dude you're good it's been a long time since i've been like really into it and a competition i was thinking about it like dude it's that was fun dude yeah Competition was super fun. Yeah, the first one they <clears> took <throat> me to was that when I was like fourteen or fifteen. Oh, that's right. Dallas, that was crazy. Did you compete or did yeah. you were you just there? No, we competed. And how did you guys do? I don't even remember, dude. Oh, okay. It was so long ago. We didn't do like crazy. It was like a big team. Yeah. And there was like, Comal CrossFit had like five teams of like five people. Shit. So I was really just like filling a spot. I wasn't like. Yeah. But, but I was able to go through them, and I was, it was with like all people you know like I yeah was the only kid in the whole thing yeah it's funny but it was cool dude like ever since then it was like i just like the family aspect of it I guess. for sure the community the community yeah yeah that's big so this fan right here when did you get this installed was this here when i, when mm-hmm. I was here last time yeah it's been here things nuts or what you ever been in the ocean with big waves just went deep sea fishing one time, but probably not like big <clears throat> I thought I was gonna die one time. Really? Because we were talking about death. And there was one time I went, took spears out to go spear fishing with my buddy, and there a, a storm had just came. But I thought, fuck it, let's go out there and let's just see. And uh, dude, like storms were like the storm was nuts. Like these waves were nuts. <clears throat> but I had fins, so I thought it was tough. Damn. So I thought I could swim well. Yeah. Put the fins on, start swimming out with my spear, <clears throat> and uh, just wanted to see if I could see anything. And I start 
dude, I start going out and I, I get I start getting pulled out like quick, dude, like real quick. And like when you're getting pulled out, it's nuts. Yeah. <clears throat> so I was like, I can't hold the spear, so I hooked it on my arm and just started swimming back as hard as I could. And I look and I'm like, I'm far as fuck, dude. It's pulling you out into the ocean. Yeah. yeah. And I'm like, holy shit, dude, I am far. So what I, I had to like start swimming, swim, swim, swim. And as the current's coming in, swim as hard as I can. And then when it's pulling back out, like try to keep myself in place, yeah. you know? Dude, so it, don't lose ground. And it was like probably like, if I were to take a guess, maybe like three to four minutes of just swimming as Absolutely as hard as I can, dude. With fins on. Yeah, with fins. Jeez. Got back to shore and just laid there like, <gasps> like, I, like I thought I was gonna die, dude. Now that, that's probably the closest I've felt to death. Where in my mind I was like, I could fucking die yeah. right now. Damn. Yeah, that's not. What is that right there on the wall? Right there. Is that a painting? No, I don't know what it is. It's like a. I think it's like fabric. Stitching. You know what it looks like? Wow, dude, that's kind of scary. It looks like a lady. It is. Hunched over. Yeah. Holding her stomach or something. I don't think it's that, but I think it is like a lady in a dress or something. Yeah, she's definitely holding her stomach because she's a demon. Something. Golly, dude, I gotta get out of here. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. <sighs> But I like the setup, man. It's nice. Really nice. Thank you. I want to get a table in here and try it out and then try to sell it or something. The epoxy one? Yeah. You're probably going to end up loving your first table, bro. You got to... If it turns out well, like, you got to keep it. Yeah. But I thought it'd be cool to, like, do this a couple times, learn it, and then go find a tree and, like, make one from... Yourself. Yeah. Like, mill it down. Yeah. Cut it and, like, you can use a chainsaw and cut a slab out. But yeah, well, I want to fix up this garage, clean it out, and make a little shop in here, and just do simple stuff like stuff like that. Let me know when you want to go. Yeah. Is it when you cut into a tree? <clears throat> is it possible to cut into it with the blade, or no? There's going to be kick. Like, let's say you have the stump. Let's say this is the blade, and this is the stump. Mm -hmm. Can you go into it like this? Yeah. Yeah, it's not going to kick on you? I mean, unless you hit, like, a hard knot or something, but no, you can, like, stab it in there. Oh, okay. Yeah. Like, the... I feel like that's chain, scary. The dude. chains you buy here, like, they have a guard that, uh, like, doesn't allow. But if you get, like, a true, like, like a lumberjack chain, whatever they're called, they have, like, no guards on them. And it's, like, those are dangerous. Like, you have to, like, you can't force it. You can't, like, you have to let literally gravity, like, they're super sharp. Mm. it'll bind and like kick back at you and like do some so like if you look at a chain there's always like the part that's doing the cutting and then like a little like guard thing like this. yeah and it looks like a tooth or something but it's really just like a guard so it doesn't like bite down on itself oh interesting yeah kick back on you so like the guys that like are trained you know I mean, you can still know how to somewhat use a chainsaw but it's like chainsaws that like you can't buy them yeah, that kind of chain and like a normal Home Depot, you gotta like special order because they like only sell. Cause it's like a liability. Yeah, people get fucked up all the time with it. Dude, I saw a video with a guy doing a chainsaw, hit a pipe. I forgot what he was doing. It kicked back up. 
and there was a pipe right above his head, and it hit that pipe. Dude, it would have went straight down his skull, dude. Yeah. My dad's had a guy cut his, like, leg open once. Fuck. He's had a guy lose his thumb with, like, the skill saws, like the... Trying to cut a steak. Uh Uh-huh. Hit a knot and bounced up and just... What? Chopped his thumb off. With a skill saw? What kind of saw? What do you mean? It was, like, a regular, like a... Like a circular saw? Yeah, a circular saw. With the, the blade that spins? Yeah. Yeah. Like yeah. cut two by fours. Right? <clears throat> yeah. Fuck, man. I've had those jump on me. Yeah. But, like, dude, and that's... Same thing. Those don't have, like, a guard. Like oh, the one that he was using didn't have the guard? No, like... Like, that type of... That's why they'll jump, but you're supposed to cut, like... They're for, like, cutting clean, you know, wood. Like, not cut meant for cutting, like, blunt. I have a guard on mine. No, no, no. I'm talking about on the blade, though. Like, the actual teeth of the uh-huh. saw doesn't have, like, the guards, like, the chainsaw blade does Mm-mm, yes 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 so that's why when it does bite on something it's like violent yeah 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 damn but that would happen a lot in like like if you're gonna cut a tree down like you gotta make sure you're not going into a knot uh-huh. when you have one of those chains that doesn't have the little guards on it cause they're they're like those dudes that cut red oaks or red, the huge redwoods redwoods I wonder if they cut those down. Those would take fuck a long time, bro. Yeah, You've never seen the redwoods? Mm-hmm. Sure, you were me about it, bro. It's like the trunk is like that. from me yeah. to like where the arch is, and like around like this room right here is the trunk, dude. That's crazy. Yeah, they're fucking huge, bro. So that was like one tree you can get some slabs. Out. You can get five thousand of those table slabs <laughs> from one of those trees. They're huge, bro. Yeah, I don't even think they're allowed to be <clears throat> harvested or anything like that. Yeah, I don't think so. They're fireproof. Really? Yeah. Redwoods are fireproof. They don't burn. They don't burn. Can you Google that? Right <laughs> <there>? <laughs> we'll end it on that question right there. Because okay. it's getting a little long. You gotta go up there, my brother. Oh, I mean, sugar's from that area. You guys should go back and check yeah, it out. Wanting to go, dude. You'll like it. The sequoias are nice too, but not as big. That's what it's saying right here. It says once a great wildfire will go up the trunk of a sequoia, burn the crown, and that's kill the tree. Both kinds of red wood. So they're not. So they're not fireproof. No, they are. They're like really resistant to it. Yeah, fire resistant. Maybe not fireproof. Yeah. Yeah, you burn from the inside out or something. <clears throat> there's one where you can walk into it, mm-hmm. and like there's rooms in it, like not big rooms, obviously, but there's like you can walk into it, and it's just this huge opening, and you're just hanging out inside the tree. God. This is like bark, like a shell. Pretty much, yeah. yeah. Dude, wow. it's nuts. You you gotta go check it out. Where are those at? Northern California, dude, badass. And you go camp. I was camp. We went camping one time. And you just look up, and they're just towering like above you. That's cool. It's so fun. Damn, you gotta come road trip out. Yeah, well, we gotta take a trip to the ranch then. I mean, that's a cool place to look at the stars too. Oh, dude, I bet you see some cool stuff. I would love to find an arrowhead. That's what I want to do. It's dude, that's a cool feeling. Like, I don't know. I've never really met anybody that's like that passionate about it and I'm not even that passionate those people that know like all the names and yeah, yeah, yeah. types of arrowheads which I just like looking for them and just like the idea of 
you when you find a broken one, like you'll find a lot of broken ones before you'll find a perfect one. Mm-hmm. But even those broken ones, they're like it's still, a rush still. still satisfying. Yeah. yeah, just knowing someone like made that out of hand yeah. two hundred years ago. Yeah, because they're starving. <clears throat> mm-hmm. That's nuts. That's primal. Very primal. You should, you should try making. You should get one of your bow, and see if you can tie it on there somehow. You know. Yeah. Shoot something with. Yeah, like there's dudes that make handmade bows, make their arrows, make like make it all legit, like shoot them at animals, like go hunt just like Indians did. It's primal as fuck, dude. Yeah. Yeah. That's legit. It's cool how we take little skills like that and perfect them and become people's hobbies. Mm-hmm. There's someone's way of life. Even old school skills. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Dying skills. <clears throat> All right, man. Well, it was a pleasure doing this. We'll have to do another. For sure. Thank you. Yeah. Alejandro Don. Thank you for coming out here. Thank you.